stories today and some rules. This is extra ice. My kids got a Tony box for Christmas and they're obsessed with the Woody figurine like from Toy Story. And this is probably extremely niche. Like, I don't even know if people know what a Tony box is. But basically, it's just a little speaker. And then you can buy different figurines, like little characters to put on top. And it will play a bedtime story for your kid. My children love Woody. They have like 10 characters. They only listen to the Toy Story one. And each character has, like, four or five different, like, stories or songs that they'll, that it will play. One of the songs on the Woody is from the point of view of the Martians. You know, like, when they're like, the claw. The Martians sing a song about the claw, and it's... It's disturbing. Um, my kids hate it. They only like one track of like the five that Woody has. Um, and last night we lost, we lost Woody. And that was not fun to put my kids to bed after almost a month and a half of having a Tony box to play um, their favorite Toy Story stories. Um... So that wasn't great. But then today I found Woody wrapped up in a reusable child's COVID mask. Just wrapped up like he was going to take a little shushy. The nerve. The nerve. And then my kids like to pretend like, oh, I put him there. I knew he was there taking a nap. Oh, well, why didn't you tell me last night when you were crying for Woody? For your, for your stories. Hmm? Um, another thing is we went to McDonald's today because um, we're American. Okay. Um, and Sunday in the backseat, I'm on the phone with my mom. And Sunday from the backseat says, owie tummy, my, my tummy hurts. And she has never, never said that before. So I'm like, what? What is she talking about? I thought maybe like her buckle was too tight on her car seat. Nope. Next thing I know, she's puking, vomiting all over while we're in the McDonald's drive-thru. I'm like, well, this is great. So I had to pull over. Well, I had to pull out of the drive-thru. And the drive-thru lanes are weird. Um, And so I pull over and while people are sitting in line waiting for their McDonald's, they get to see me cleaning curdled milk puke off of my kid, off of her car seat. Um, so that's really fun. My friend's mom had like a daycare in her home. And I remember she said like every kid that's been at the daycare has like thrown up in her mom's car. And I always think about that. Sunday, I think, is the only one who's thrown up in the car. I don't know if she just drinks, like, bad milk in the morning or I'm not really sure what it is. But she threw up in the car a 
couple months ago and we were actually on our way to the hospital to do like a service project. So here I come waltzing into the hospital with my kid who has just thrown up in the car. I don't think she had a shirt on. Um, it's okay. It's okay. So we're getting that cleaned up. Um, so I'm sure you've all read the article from The Cut about like rules for society. If you haven't read it, it's basically like a hundred or so rules just for being a member of the human race. (laughs) How to treat people at work and how to tip and how to host a party and how to treat your friends. Just all these interesting rules. So I, it had me thinking first, what are my rules? Um, one of my rules is absolutely 100% do not hate on sushi. Especially if you're at the sushi restaurant. I hate when there's a person at the dinner table You're at a restaurant and sushi, I feel like is like a nicer, it's not like you're at like Texas Roadhouse. Like sushi is like nice. Okay. At least to me it is. Um, when your food comes and like the, the fish is raw, don't act surprised. Like, what did you think you were ordering? What did you think this was going to be? I understand not liking sushi and there are alternatives on the menu. A lot of places will also have like teriyaki or they'll have like maybe a steak or they'll have soups or whatever. But like, don't even come. Honestly, don't even come to the dinner if you're going to be that person that's like, I just, it's the texture that's weird. It just tastes fishy. Which ones don't taste fishy? Fishy. I don't love a fishy taste. Okay, fine. Then go to R&R Barbecue. Like, why are you here? And then they want to like, they want it to be as if they're like taking a shot. And like, they want people to count down and like watch them try raw fish for the first time and cheer for... Can you stop? Like, first of all, that's a little disrespectful. And second, you're annoying. So please don't. Please don't do that. Like, if you want to try something new, if you don't really like it, that's fine. Just try it and be quiet. Just be quiet. Okay? That's my rule. Um, so here are some of the other rules from the cut article that I either really liked or I didn't know them before reading. <laughs> so I learned something new. Uh, first... No deciding what to order at the counter. When you roll up, speak up, okay? Another restaurant setting, know what to order. And I'm adding this part, but when your food comes, I have been at enough group dinners that when the waiter comes with all of the, with the tray of everyone's food, why, why do you get amnesia? Why do you not know that it was you that ordered the beef stroganoff? Like what? why did you forget next rule still in the same vein as um 
restaurants. Do not comment on other people's food, okay? I have been to enough meals with coworkers, friends, family members. Just don't comment. Unless you want to say like, oh, that sounds good. Or, oh, like, do you like that? Whatever. Like, okay. And obviously you can probably tell if they like it, if they're eating it. But don't comment on what they ordered. If they're being healthy, if they're being naughty, there are much more interesting, more interesting things to talk about. Maybe the person doesn't feel good. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're nervous. Like, just don't, don't comment on other people's food. Especially not how much they, they're eating or are not eating. Like, be quiet. Be quiet. Okay. Um, next rule. This one's from the cut as well. Do not talk crap about your baby. Um, I, for one, am probably guilty of that. My toddler and, well, actually mostly just my, my oldest, my four-year-old. She's kind of in a phase, like a grumpy phase right now. Um, and it's like kind of hard. So I'm definitely guilty of this, but the article went on to say, like, after this rule, it said, like, when people ask you about your baby or, like, your pregnancy or your birth or whatever, don't, like, they want to hear about it. They want, like, the example they said was as if you went to the moon and someone was like, oh, how was the moon? And you just rolled your eyes and you were like, ugh, fine. Like, I, I do get it. And I know I'm guilty of when people ask me about my kids. Sometimes they're like, oh, they're insane. Like, they're crazy. And this article was in, like, the New York Post. So a little different than the typical community that I am, you know, interacting with. So I get it. Especially when there's people who don't have children or aren't married or they have, they're empty nesters. Just be kind and have stories ready. That's one thing I noticed, um, like in the years that I was working, my coworkers would ask me how the babies were or how they were feeling or whatever, and how they were feeling, how I was feeling. Um, but you gotta have some stories ready, even for strangers, like just say something. It got, it was hard in the beginning because they would like look at my newborn and I'd be like, can you say hi? No, she can't speak. So it's just, just have a couple stories ready. You can recycle them. You can reuse them. It's okay. Next rule from the cut was to get out of a conversation. You can say the phrase, I don't want to keep you any longer. I actually really love that rule. And I do that sometimes. Like even if I stop by like someone's house or someone's desk at work or I'm chatting with somebody that I ran into at the grocery store I'll say like okay well I don't want to take up any more of your time or sorry I don't want to you know sabotage your day or whatever so that's a really good way um to get out of a conversation um also from the cut I learned that it is read receipts not read receipts so, you know, when you text somebody and they read it and it tells you what time they 
read it. <laughs> Should I have known that? Um, it's red receipts. And I had, I had no idea. But the article said turn them off. So um, next rule from the cut. Don't tell people they look like other people. Guilty. One time I went up to the president of our company. This was a few years ago. And I told his brother that he looked like Ted Cruz. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. It was it was a fact. But um, I don't think Ted Cruz is somebody that people really like aspired to look like. Uh, that was awkward. Um, don't do it. Just don't do it. Except, okay, I will make an exception. Because one time I was at Swig and I told the girl in the drive-thru, I was like, oh, you look like Addison Ray." And she was very happy about that. That made her, like, she was smiling. She was beaming. She probably would have given me my drink for free if I didn't have to pay on the freaking iPad. Um, so, mm, maybe that one's a little fluid. Okay. Next rule from the cut. Uh, oh, go easy when asking young people about life after high school. Okay. I remember... When I was in high school and maybe more so in college, but people asking you like, okay, what are you going to do after you graduate? What are you going to study? Where are you going to work? Where are you going to live? And I think adults, and I'm, I'm using the term adult as in somebody who is out of college, um, maybe has a career or whatever, but is past that phase in their life. I feel like adults see themselves in you a little bit when you are at that phase in life because it's it's pretty defining for people and I think it's relatable and they kind of think back to that time in their life and yeah it's kind of they're kind of living vicariously but I think it's and I and I and I don't mean like they're trying to compare but I do think it's relatable and everyone can kind of pinpoint that time in their life. But if you are the person who is at that point in their life, it's stressful. There's a lot of decisions. There's a lot of factors. Like I remember trying to figure out moving to Utah and was I going to have a car and where was I going to live and where was I going to work? There just, there really is just a lot to figure out. And I think I think people have good intentions when they ask, but just, just go easy on people. Okay. Just like the cut says, um, there's, I, I think there's a tendency to feel like you need to have things figured out and you absolutely do not. Um, and even when you make plans, like, What's the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry? I, you know, even when you have a plan, like maybe you'll transfer schools, maybe you'll change majors. Um, and also, as with, you know, when people ask about your baby, maybe have something, maybe have something to say. And that's, I think that should suffice. If you want to say like, oh, I'm taking a year off and I'm going to like, I'm going to work at Dutch Bros or something. I, I don't know. Just have an answer. Even if you're not doing something traditional or I don't know. 
those, those conversations can actually be really awkward. I remember like people trying to give me advice and I'm like, that's your, the advice that worked for you is not going to work for me because your life is completely different. Also, that was 20 years ago. Um, but just, just keep that in mind because there is a lot to figure out. Um, one of my friend's daughters moved out of the house and is going to school and I assume she's living on her own. I mean, she's away from her family, but I bet, um, she has roommates, but I, I always think about her and I just, I wish I could reach out and pay her rent or something, but I just, I can empathize because I remember that time in my life being, and it, not that it was necessarily bad, like there, it honestly was so beautiful. I had some specific things I wanted and wanted to do and I did work really hard and I got what I wanted. Um, but like truly, I wanted to move to Utah and I was living in Washington. Like it just was unfathomable sometimes, but now I'm like, oh yeah, like, and I, okay, actually I was talking to my mom about this today. When things are happening in your life and you don't really understand the reasons, but then later you can kind of look back and see the bigger picture. And I was telling my mom, I kind of think about that as connecting the dots and each of those events that happen in your life are the dots. And then your experience and your wisdom and then hindsight <laughs> lets you kind of connect those dots. And then you really can see, um, you know, a bigger picture there. So those are the rules from the cut that stood out to me the most. There are so many other ones that are, they're kind of funny. Um, some of them are a little like, okay, I'm not doing that. But I suggest you read the article because it's um, it's really, really good. I also <laughs> thought it would be fun to tell a story um, about the first time I got extensions. And this is also kind of a nice segue from me moving to Utah. Because when I moved to Utah, I moved in with my cousin. And I know I told a story about her a couple episodes back with like the bananas and making a smoothie. Not the chicken smoothie. That was a different episode. But um, when I house sat for them. Anyway, I was living with my cousin and she had a friend who would do her hair and she had really reasonable prices. I was, I mean, I don't think I've ever had disposable income, but I definitely was making, I mean, I was making a good amount of money and I had like no bills. So with my money just burning a hole in my pocket, I decided to get extensions and I kind of had always wanted them and I, my cousin had gotten them from this girl. Her name is Rachel. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So when you're going to get extensions, you first do a consultation. And you send a picture of your hair color so they can match it. And then they go in and they kind of like look at your hair, see how much hair you want. And then you kind of have to decide what do you want extensions for? 
because you don't just get extensions for long hair, you can get it for just thickness. A lot of people will do that with like the pieces in the front of their hair, just so um, it's just more filled out. Um, but I wanted extensions for length and thickness, I, I guess. And so that sometimes means different placement, different type of extension, stuff like that. So um, Rachel did sew-in extensions. So basically what they do is they braid like a cornrow into the back of your hair. Like if you think of parting your hair like from ear to ear um, horizontally, um, then they, they'll part your hair, they do a really tight cornrow, and then they sew wefts of hair into this braid. And there's a lot of different types of extensions and... I can go into that, but it doesn't really matter. So these are just sew-in extensions. And so she had seen my hair. She um, had seen my hair color, gave me a price, um, and I was so excited. Um, A lot of times they might have to color or tone your hair to get them to match, to get your hair to match the extensions really well, especially if you're blonde. That can be sometimes really hard. Um, and a lot of times they have to cut your hair and they'll have to like sometimes layer it or thin it out just so your hair will, so it will blend really well. That's, I feel like one of the biggest things with extensions is making sure they blend into your natural hair. So show up to my appointment. I'm ready to drop, you know, some, at least a car payment on my hair. And I... I'm sitting in the chair. Now, let me remind you, Rachel is just beautiful. She has beautiful hair and she has had this type of extension before. My cousin is gorgeous. She's had that type of extension before. So I'm not necessarily going into it blind, but kind of. So um, I am sitting there and... She, Rachel had said that she was going to go pick up the hair um, earlier that week. So I knew she had gone to get it. And I'm in my chair. She starts braiding. She starts braiding my hair. And she finishes the first like little track and um, gets this bag of hair. And I am sorry. I looked at this bag of hair. It looked like a Little Mermaid wig was in this bag. And it wasn't even like a new bag. It was like, you know, when Ziploc bags are kind of old and they get like crinkly and dusty. I was like, this is going to be in my hair. So I'm just sitting there. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm sweating underneath my cape. That's for sure. And... um. I see her go, she puts this wig on her little tray. I see her go in with um, some scissors and she starts cutting some chunks out of this wig. And I'm like, what is she doing? I'm like, that does not even match my hair. But I'm like, maybe she's gonna dye the extensions to match. Like I do have sort of red undertones in my hair, but definitely not like that. So I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into? So she starts sewing this 
red, basically straw into my hair. I'm like, I just need to trust her. I just need to trust her. I'm sure she knows what she's doing, but I'm, I'm nauseous, right? And so she finishes and then she goes to the cupboard and pulls out another plastic bag. Inside that plastic bag is silky, smooth hair, my perfect match. Uh, I'm sorry? What? What was that first wig? What what was that? What what were we doing with that? So I ask her, I'm like, um, Rachel, I need to tell you something. I thought that that red was going to be my extensions. And she just starts laughing. And she's like, because this red hair is more coarse, she's like, I, I'll use that. I'll weave that into the braid. That way, there's just a little bit more thickness for the extension to just, like, hold on to. I, I mean, I don't know if I wanted to, like, laugh or cry, but <laughs> I was just floored. Just floored. Absolutely. And then I was like, okay, duh, I knew. I knew she knew what she was doing. I knew this was a good choice, but, um... Definitely, definitely made me nervous. So she does my extensions. They're beautiful. Um, and I actually, my hair just had never been very long. And as I was driving home from my appointment, my hair was so long that I looked down and saw it like resting on my shoulder and actually got scared. I just saw this piece of hair. I, I must have thought it was a spider or something really scared me. So that is my experience getting extensions. Um, and hopefully, I don't know what that's going to teach you. That's not going to teach you anything. If you want to learn something, read the cut article. And this can just be entertainment. Also, I'm thinking of doing a bonus episode because I bet a lot of the people who listen to this have kids um, maybe you listen to it in the car. Maybe you listen to it while you're doing dishes or whatever. Um, but I was thinking of doing a bonus episode where I read a story to your kids. And so you can play it for them and they can listen. And I'm just giving you a little break from them talking. And you can just say, this story is just for you. This is McKenna. This is Extra Ice. This is the queen herself. Anyway. I think I'm going to do that soon. Just a little, a little bonus episode. Anyway, thank you for listening. I um, have been listening to actually a lot of new podcasts lately. And every time I listen, it just makes me so excited to talk and <laughs> tell stories and just to sit down and just release everything that's going on in my mind. Um... But I really am grateful that I can do this and that there are people who appreciate it and people who will listen. So go get yourself a beverage with extra ice.